Mahogany. Yes, yes, yes. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you? I am well. I am well. Um, I guess to a starters, just so you can, I, I normally don't say, hey, give an introduction because if you read the rule book to interviewing, you're <laughs> never supposed to tell someone to give an introduction because you're supposed to have a good conversation. Then they'll want to do that. But screw <laughs> all that. You um, Please introduce yourself. Absolutely. Um, I'm Mahogany Reese. Um, I am an artist. I am a chef. Um, and I am also a singer when I want to be. Um, and I live my life in my own little creative world. I'm glad to be here. I am glad to have you on the, whatever number Beachcast this is today. <laughs> and um, like just to start it, because like there's so much. One thing's for sure, and I've been slacking on this. When when an artist comes on, I have them freestyle. You know how on Sway in the Morning where you'll, <laughs> yeah, you just hit them with that. Hey, hey you're here. So I'm gonna, I got to revamp that you're right. because, because, and the main reason I'm doing it, because I know how much you love doing music. I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to say, you got to sing something. You got to sing something. It ain't now. I want you to just know that this is happening before you leave today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, then that gives me some time to get my life together. I'm, I'm with it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, for just for starters, um, mahogany. So, um, let me get the name correctly because I don't want to say it incorrectly. Uh, mahogany made, correct? Mahogany made, yes. So, mahogany tell, made LLC. Oh yeah, that's important. That, yes, it is. So, <laughs> the the crazy part about that is people sit in their house all day and they just be making plates, so they'll run into the front of the barber shop like, "Hey, I got these." I got these, whatever they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. And for the longest, they're not doing it. It's, it's when you, once you smack that legal on there, everything changes. Everything exactly. changes. Yeah, Tell me about definitely. that. How, how did, how did that happen? When did that happen? Cause I, you know me, I fell off the planet and right. I come back <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, I've been, cooking for years um and I have a pretty extensive background in culinary um worked at a lot of uh like fine dining restaurants like um uh 560 the Wolfgang Puck restaurant up in mm, um it's a good place the Reunion Tower great place one of my favorite places to work um uh, another place in downtown called Dakota Steakhouse and like just kind of being in that environment um I just kind of noticed like how I was falling in love with not necessarily food, but the things you could do with it. And with me already, you know, diving into artistry without, with me already being an artist, it's like, you know, I see creation and I'm just like, I got to get my hands on this. So um, I started experimenting with a lot of different things and, you know, kind of letting people taste some of the stuff that I was doing. And, you know, of course, when COVID hit at the beginning of the year, um, I had just started a new job. I had left the job I was at for like two years because they were like terrible to me. And I just, I didn't want to take it anymore. So I went somewhere else. I was there for three weeks and then we all got laid off. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I spent about a month um, just traveling. I was on the East Coast for a while 
just kind of trying to get my mind right. And I came back home and I was like, I can't just sit here. I got to do something. And so I just, I did. I just started selling plates. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was, I was like, you know what, I'm taking this on a limb because, you know, that's kind of like everybody's hustle. Um, but the thing that was, I think that is different about mine is the food that I make. Um, it's restaurant grade food, but at a price point, you know, that is good for the community that I came from. Because the community that I came from, we didn't grow up eating you know, food and fine dining restaurants. We didn't have that kind of access. We didn't really know what a lot of that stuff was. And it was like, you know, I want to introduce, you know, like I want to change our palates, you know. Um, And then also there came, you know, food education. Um, You know, we everything that we need to survive and for our bodies to survive here is here. Uh, So you start to dive into different herbs and spices and what they do for the body. And so I stopped, I stopped cooking with salt. Um, Okay. Yeah. I don't use any salt in anything that I make. Um, But I did dive into what is going to help us. And so now I cook with a lot of turmeric. Um, Everything that comes out of my kitchen has turmeric and ginger in it for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And those two, um, the reason why I dove into ginger so hard is because I have asthma and um, I found out that ginger is actually anti-inflammatory. And since I started incorporating that in my diet, when I tell you I don't have issues, like the symptoms, um, the way I used to experience them was so frequent. But when I changed my diet, when I started adding those things to my diet, I could tell the difference. I could tell the difference in how I felt, um, the things I didn't feel anymore. And, you know, just noticing how the food that we eat, like how much it affects our lives. I I had more energy, you know, and it was fun. It was fun creating different things. And so um, I slapped a name on it. I had my sister create a logo for me and then <laughs> things started taking off. And I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be out here like this, like my business is going to grow. So let me go ahead and take care of this legal part. And then came the LLC. And um, when I got that um, that message back that everything was finalized and I got all my paperwork, you know, it just felt good. It felt official. So um, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's And that's what you, well, I mean, I would say that's what you want, but hell yeah, that's, that's what you want. Um, I did want to take you back because there, so what you just said, your, your origin of Mahogany May LLC so I want to go back to just salt. Normally, mm-hmm. salt is used as your activator. So mm-hmm. what do you do with, so what do you do to activate foods instead of salt? And short thing, I'm like, when it comes to cooking on a skill chart, my stats in cooking is low. I <laughs> just found out probably a couple months ago that you can use cinnamon to activate chocolate. And that, that just blew my mind. Yes, yes. yes but. Yes. But yeah, yeah. So what do you do to activate foods if you if you're not using salt? So there's a lot of different spices that I use to substitute. So for instance, um in addition to turmeric and ginger, I use a lot of garlic. Um mm. and garlic itself, I mean cuz what it is is a lot of people look for that like 
that pungent flavor, you know, that yeah. thing that's just going to like, you know, hit you in the face and take off the, the whole meal. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like these different, there's different things out there that either, you know, combined or by themselves can create the same flavor and even more enhance. Um, and so, and then of course are better for you. So uh, definitely um, garlic. Um, also, um, I found out how to use truffle oil. Mm. Um, truffle oil is also a great one because it has a lot of health benefits. Um, and it's an antioxidant. I didn't know that. Um, I but, didn't either. Yeah. But like, you know, it it has that pungency to it, but you know, you basically, you don't even have to use that much. You can actually dial it back and you don't have to use as much, but it still gives you that kick like salt would but it's actually better for you. And it's a oil and you know, it tastes better in my opinion. It, um, it does. I had <laughs> the first time I experienced some truffle mac and cheese. Huh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another, but, I love that you're, that you're, you know, you're looking into the health benefits of it because prior to this, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you're doing this. So I wonder how you're also utilizing your, your platform to bring healthy lifestyles for people as well. And I love that you're doing it. I think that's, that's the coolest thing ever. That's, that's what's needed. That is what's needed. Absolutely. Um, and I also, you know, my whole thing has been, you know, giving back to the community, um, rebuilding the community, uh, which especially right now is something that I think, um, can't be overlooked. We have to, as we grow, we have to, you know, grow outward as well. Um, so I'm mahogany made is really just an avenue. Um, what I want to do long-term would be, um, I'm calling it a healing center um, because that's, that's, that's what we need. We need a mass healing, like all over the place. Like everybody just needs like this mass healing. And so I want a space where it's going to be like a cafe by day, but I'll also be hosting um, art therapy classes for young adults. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you can eat while you're there. You can watch the class because the class is going to be, you know, kind of in the open. But, you know, just provide that um, that space because, I mean, I think if all, a lot of us were caught as young adults or younger, um, a lot of things would be a lot better for us. We would know how to handle certain situations. And a lot of times, like, young adults don't have the guidance, you know, they don't have anybody to listen. And so, um, and art, unfortunately, though it's very necessary for development as children, it's one of the first things, if not the first thing that's cut from schools when, when budget cuts come. Which you saying that it just, I mean, it might be cliche today because we're all saying this part, but it's, it needs to be said over and over. School needs to introduce things again, like not only just wood shop, um, but cooking, like, I mean, I shouldn't be the age that I'm, I am and still figuring out cooking. You need to know that stuff. I know it's taught at home, but it would be nice if they brought that back into the schools that right. you need an essentials class. And I'm all for figuring out how to teach that to kids again. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, yeah, like home ec, 
Um, <laughs> I don't even know if they still have that in schools, but I took nope. that, um, I think my junior year. And I, you know, everybody talks about it like it's just this, you know, kind of like fly by course. But when I tell you, I learned so much, like a lot of things that still stick with me from that class. And honestly, I think that's where um, my love for cooking, because by that time I was doing stuff in the kitchen when my mom wasn't home, just experimenting because she wasn't there to to fuss at me. But (laughs) (laughs) when it came to that class, you know, not only was I learning and falling in love with it, I was doing so, but I was doing so amongst peers. Mm. So it was it was a different kind of experience because we're all learning this together. And, um, like my whole life, honestly, is just like people, um, you know, I love people and I just, you know, everybody needs that place, you know? Um, but I digress. Um, so <laughs> no, no, you don't, you don't have to digress. You can dive in as, as deep as you <laughs> want to. Um, I did have a question while we were talking about what would be your, what would you consider your basics for cooking? If you had to, if you were trying to tell someone, here are the basics for cooking, and this is what you could just go to if you're trying to survive, what would you say would be a good basics for cooking? Basics? Um, hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Can you, can you kind of expound on that? Okay, let's see. Because um, I, I, it's weird. I didn't, I really don't have an experience. <laughs> well, for because there are some tricks that I have mm-hmm. learned from a couple of my homies that are chefs. Because one of my good friends, Liquid, he's a he's a chef, and he taught me that. And I always thought I was cool for this, but mm-hmm. when it comes to making sauces, you know, you got your bases, and mm-hmm. you, you there's like the those well, the stuff you can do with water, the stuff you can do with oil, the stuff you can do with butter, and you take your seasoning and whatever, basically whatever seasoning you want, you could take that, put that in the butter and basically make a sauce from it so i guess mm-hmm. i guess kind of in that area what's what's some cool stuff you can you can do to, <laughs> the um so um like show that you like you, you might not know how to cook but here's a trick that you can learn a little tidbit that could make you feel cool when you're in there microwaving <laughs> <laughs> um yeah definitely so okay here's one so my mac and cheese right Mm-hmm. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but beep beep. My mac and cheese is the bee's knees. <laughs> and so, um, like for instance, I made this past week, sometimes I'll do like weekly specials where I focus on one type of food or, you know, I'll take a request from um, customers and I have a lot of vegan customers. Mm. So I did a whole week of vegan menu options, uh, which was a eye-opener for me um that I don't know everything when it comes to the kitchen but um for instance that would be like if you have um if you have uh like cream cheese mm-hmm. so like the base for a good macaroni and cheese will be cream cheese um and I made like it was no dairy so it was a vegan cream cheese um vegan cheese and almond milk Mm. and yeah and so at that point it's like you know with the um the cheeses that i used they were all like white 
Um, so like Parmesan, um, Gouda, um, there was some provolone in there. Like usually it's like at least four cheeses that I use. And so one thing that you can do, cause a lot of people aren't used to seeing like white mac and cheese. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good opportunity for you to introduce turmeric um, because turmeric naturally is like a dye. Like yeah. I have to wear gloves when I work with it. So when you add that turmeric, not only are you adding the, the health benefit of the turmeric, but you're also giving color to your mac and cheese. While so- we're on the turmeric, just to, mm-hmm. to toot my own, no, it's not even really toot my horn. It, sh- it should be known because they put it on the boxes. Do you, mm-hmm. do you activate said turmeric with, with pepper? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I'm a black pepper fiend. Um, <laughs> I, I put black pepper in, in everything too, because, um, I just, I always like the taste of it. Um, like I said, I don't really use salt, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't miss a beat with pepper, uh, because pepper, it, it not only activates, um, turmeric, it really activates everything that you use, um, mm-hmm. everything that you're using in your dish. So like if I'm making a, um, Alfredo sauce from scratch. I have to use that black pepper. That pla- that black pepper makes all the difference when I taste it. Okay, it's well. What's it's what's hilarious is, um, well, not even hilarious. So for me, um, I always say what I do in the kitchen, and my friends always notice. What I do is I, I have like an idea, and I'll just start throwing stuff together and mixing mm-hmm. it, and. <laughs> My my favorite thing, like I said, I'm gonna toot my horn. It might be simple, but I'm gonna do it. Um, my favorite thing to do is to take green apples, chop mm-hmm. them up, and put black pepper on them and heat them up. And okay. it works for me. I think it's amazing. And you, and anyone listening should do that. Um, but what I'm, what also I'm getting to is just I like the fact that you're not using salt because in my family growing up everyone's had high blood pressure it's like it's mm-hmm. just been a staple in the family so for right. me i try to fret and stay well not fret but just like i know what it does and i i just i've seen it and what it has done to my family so that's why i'm like hey i'm all for it. no salt no salt let's do it right like, and even like it. when it comes to sugar i use brown sugar i never use um like white sugar cane like I, what's, I, what's the difference? Well, yeah, is there is there really a difference? I thought sugar would still be sugar, though. Yeah, but black, I mean, sorry, black sugar. Brown sugar <laughs> does have a slightly, um, to me, a better taste. And it's mm-hmm. better when you're cooking meat. Um, mm. So, like, when I make, um, when I made spaghetti. I did a vegan spaghetti last week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was vegan spaghetti with vegan meatballs. And when you're making the consist, you're like, what you want to focus on is the consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's no meat. But even when you're making meat, like when it comes to that savory flavor, mixing the brown sugar with, you know, your, um, with your garlics and your, um, I even use some, uh, like Creole seasoning sometimes, um, like that kind of, honestly, to me is like an activator. Um, and when I use it, I also use it in the spaghetti sauce. And I mean, you would think it's a very minuscule thing, but it does something for the flavors and it just brings it all together really well. And it also hits different parts of your palate. 
I really need to find that list of what activates what because that really intrigues me. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, when I when I found out about what cinnamon does to chocolate, and I, I've been living this whole time and right. not knowing this, and when you actually eat it, you go, where has this been my whole life? And I just wonder what else is out there that I'm missing out on because Definitely. I don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what's been so exciting about doing this there's been um, so many different things that, I mean, there's no way to get bored. There's no way to get bored working with food because there's always something to try. Um, Here pretty soon, I'm going to be taking a stab at doing, um, um, oh my goodness, on the animes, (laughs) help me. I'm I'm losing my train of thought. Um, On the animes, help me. Uh, Come on, I know this. I know this. Ramen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be taking a stab at doing ramen. And, oh, snap. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. But when I looked up, because the way, the way I normally work is I'll look up like a basic recipe for something and then I figure out how I'm going to spin it. Okay. And so I'm doing everything from scratch, which means the broth as well. Oh, yeah. That process. Wow. The whole day. That process, oh my goodness. But it's a labor of love. It really yes. is. It's so it really beautiful. Is. Because um, okay, so I always tell this story and I and I, I hope the man that hears this and knows that I'm that I'm me telling the story that he understands this is how much I love this thought process. Because it, it's the same, it's kind of like similar to making ramen. When you make pizza, when you're building the dough. You know, mm-hmm. wherever you go, it's absorbing that water from that place. It's absorbing yes. the air from that place. So, like, now it's on my list. Wherever I go, I want to eat pizza from a place there because you're technically eating that environment. And yes. and the way that they do ramen, when they have to, they literally have to get up that morning and start that brew and keep it going. And those noodles, like everything, that's that day's mix. And it's just like you're eating that environment. And I, I it's just a beautiful concept. And I love that shit. It's just great. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. And I'm really excited to do it. Um, I'll probably be jumping on that next week because everybody's like, well, what are you waiting on? I'm like, listen, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I need to make sure I have everything. Like, I'm telling okay, you, I need to be a part of this of research. Oh, no, you need to you. let me know how I can be a part of this because I, I need this in my life. <laughs> to be honest, um, because with also, you know, like I was saying, Mahogany Mate has just been an avenue for me to do other things and in- include the community. So, like, I've been trying to find ways to include everybody um, from, like, giveaways to, um, like, little sweepstakes and stuff like that. But a lot of people were excited about the ramen idea when I posted about it. So what I want to do, um, you know, I know COVID is alive and well and it's a thing, but um, I want to put together maybe a group of four people to be, you know, to pay like maybe like just not what I would normally charge for it, but like half price just to be my taste testers. Mm. Um, and I think it would help to have more than one person because I get more than like, I, I care about what my customers think about my food, you know, so I can get more than one opinion and that gives me the opportunity to get better, you know, and, you know, Sign me explore. Up. 
You're okay. <laughs> you at the top of the list, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I think well, that'll be uh, cool because that'll also give people time to meet people that they don't know. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing. Uh, community is everything. Uh, it's funny because that my um because what I do for a living is um like land title insurance and it's it's crazy. One of the one of the other things that people say is we're not that product. You can't be insurance in some form or fashion. What you're doing is you're 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 selling you're selling being human. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. you're being human, being people, and when that's in something it just enriches it. It enriches it so much. I like what you're doing. I really do like what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. I love Funny it. Funny tidbit, while we're still talking about ramen, because I was doing some research for it, because I, I was always, when I go to ramen shops, I'm one of those guys that like to eat it, and then I'll, I'll pick up the bowl, I don't care who's watching, and I'll drink the broth right there. Yes. And I was doing some research, and I, that's when I found out that in... In Japan, women don't necessarily um, eat ramen like that. Because I always, always, you know, you go to a place and you've been eating something for so long, and then you get to the origin or the, to, um, the particular specific origin of a place, and you find out they don't eat it. Right, like, it's not even a big deal there. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I found out that a lot of people don't drink the broth because supposedly it's not even health. It's not healthy for you. You know, it, it might be hot if you're sick. It'll be like mm-hmm. soup, but it's you're drinking all this. It's I don't know exactly what's all in the broth, but the point is, is according to Japan, a lot of women didn't eat ramen because of that. It, they found they find it not healthy, mm-hmm. and throughout the years they've been trying to find new ways to bring them on board. And I think they've been that, there's something they did differently to make it more vegetable based or whatever. But mm-hmm. for the longest, it wasn't healthy, so women turned away from it. And that's I thought that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, but it makes sense. I mean, I'm sure there's like a crap load of sodium. Um, yeah. You know, the way that they originally make it, I'm sure it's not healthy. But um, that's another reason why I was so excited to jump into my vegan week last week because I found you can pretty much make almost any meal vegan. Um, and they have like, you know, the the little bouillon cubes that your mom and grandma uh, used yeah. to, you know, they, <laughs> they have that, but as like, but it's vegan and it's not, you know, it's low sodium base. It's a lot better for you. They even have vegetable broth and it's, I mean, like you don't skip, I don't miss the chicken broth or the beef broth at all. Um, and honestly, I think that's what I'm about to start using. Mm. Um, there's so many different ways to revamp um, these recipes and you know with what I'm trying to do you know it will it's it's good for me to be able to do the research to find out what's going to be the best way to do this and the healthiest way to do this but still give that that flavor and that taste that people are used to mm. um so it's going to be an interesting process and um I'm trying to be as patient as I can with myself because I want to dive in but I I'm really taking my time on this one do you think vegan? Well, because I teeter totter. I hear, I hear for some people like, "Hey, vegan is it's cleaner. It's it gives you more energy." But then at the same time, I hear and I've seen people just go on a, "I'm gonna eat meat," 
and <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll have jalapenos on the side. Because honestly, I wish I could just do it that way. I'll just crack over my grill and just put some meat on there, chop up some jalapenos, and yeah, man, if I could just do the carnivore diet, I'd probably do it. But yeah, like, is it is it is it really? Would you say it's the better option, or I don't know, opposed to just eating meat or yeah, is it the way that we should be going? Um, see, and that's kind of hard to say because I mean, I can't, I can't tell everybody what they should be doing. I mean, and I know people do, but I mean, to each his own. But in my opinion, I wouldn't say it's just necessarily the better option, but it's definitely an option. It's definitely something that at first I would not consider. You couldn't get me to eat a vegan meal at all, but it's definitely something that you actually have to be willing to try. Um, my whole thing with um, vegan meals is when it comes to trying to duplicate the meat um, or or um, when you have meat alternatives, um, a lot of times, of course, because you're cooking with plants, like plant-based foods, so it's not going to have the same consistency. And for me, that was my biggest struggle because um, I did a vegan meatloaf, okay? Now, the taste of the meatloaf, I mean, it was great. It looked great. It tasted great. But what I had to get over, or what I had to learn, actually, is that even out of the oven, and maybe you can just, like, leave it in there a little bit longer and it'll do the same thing. But I cut mine and then laid it on the pan and let it, let it kind of simmer a little bit just mm. to kind of toughen up the uh, the ingredients that you use because you're using like lentils and chickpeas and stuff like that that has a naturally mushy texture yeah. and so like I think that's what people miss when it comes to eating vegan um now I know a lot of people are on this keto diet definitely not for me because <laughs> I'm <laughs> like I can't eat a whole lot of meat like that I can't and it's hard for me to separate from carbs in its entirety um I don't eat as many carbs as I used to but to just eat just straight meat I I don't know how people can do it um because to me it slows you down especially when it comes to beef um our bodies really don't process beef very well and Mm. I found that I let up on beef like for maybe I'm gonna say at least like six, seven months and I didn't eat it at all. And the first time I had it again after that period, I was so sick. <laughs> I was so sick. Um and it was just that. It was in it I mean, but I think it's just being mindful. Like too much of anything I think can be detrimental. Yeah. Um so I think Balance. it's just being exactly you have to be mindful of what you're doing how much you're doing it and of course you have to have some balance in there which is why they call it a balanced diet (laughs) you know it's crazy because that food pyramid i wonder what it looks like if you take out the meat part like there's there's probably something out there for that but Mm -hmm. it's it's always crazy because i know some people always say you get more power and energy from well, from different meats and whatnot, because I, I remember when it it was on a uh, I was on a cruise once upon a time, mm-hmm. and I know the people there they would always tell me that back at their home their um their home um homeland they would just eat vegan like they the only thing they did were they would just eat vegetables they were vegetarians, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And but when they worked, they ate everything. It didn't matter what it was because they were just trying to keep their energy up. And at that point, meat was crucial because it seemed to store more, more, um, yeah, store more energy. I don't know if I'm forming or walking to a question, but I know I did want to ask: Is there a a go to trick to make a plant taste like meat? And still be healthy because Burger King's Impossible Burger is is mm. not good for you at all. And this is not an ad. If anything, this is a <laughs> this is a, a depreciating ad. But yeah, is there is there a way to make meat taste taste good? Like, is there a go to? What do you do to make a dang plant taste like a meat? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. You look at the plants that have kind of like the meaty texture and the meaty flavor. So, for instance, mushrooms. Mushrooms mm. are definitely a go-to. And not just because they have like that meaty undertone, but they also absorb flavors very well. So, for instance, when I did, I did a black bean burger, a stuffed black bean burger, right? That takes me back. <laughs> so with the stuffed black bean burger I mean yes you're still going to have the consistency of the beans you know you're still going to have that and unless you like fry it like hard and forever um, mm-hmm. that's just what it's going to be but it's all in how you season it even um, I did jackfruit tacos jackfruit really to me doesn't have much of a taste until you give it a taste I don't even know what jackfruit is you know what's crazy? I didn't either until until like the <laughs> beginning of this year. It was like they found all these different fruits and stuff all of a sudden. I'm like, where has this stuff been? But you you not lying. Okay, so yeah. uh, there's there's H Mart, and if yeah. you go to H Mart, you'll realize how much more crap is in on the planet than you Seriously. don't. I didn't learn about dragon fruit. Maybe it was early on. I'll say maybe I was still probably still in school but then I don't even want to lie I don't remember when I was introduced to dragon fruit for the first time I just think mm-hmm. it's crazy that that's always existed and we don't we don't get that kind of information man like you need to get that and bring that back to the cliff you like we need that and, uh, we need that <laughs> right right and that's what I was saying you know like there's all these things that we never fa- we never heard of we don't know how to use but it's like let's put a use to it because these things could actually help us like improve our way of life, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, like with jackfruit, I remember I went literally, I was looking for jackfruit all over the DFW for like two hours. And I finally went to Facebook and was like, somebody help me. And so they actually told me to go to H Mart. And Mm. so I went to the one in Carrollton. And when I tell you, I walked in there and it was like, a twilight zone going to the produce section just the produce section and seeing all these different things that i've never seen before and then some of it that i've heard of but i've never seen like ever like actually seen it and when i picked up that jackfruit first of all they're huge (laughs) I, i don't know how they grow on trees but they grow on trees but i only got like a half of one and when i got it home (laughs) I kid you not. I just stared at it. I stared at it for a long time. <laughs> I stared at it and I talked to it because I was just like, what am I going to do with you? And the process of breaking that thing apart 
and getting the actual meat of it out and figuring out what it is. And I mean, it's sticky. The smell isn't all that great. <laughs> but <laughs> but when you put that, when you put it in a pan and you add a little olive oil, then you start adding your seasonings. When I tell you, it just absorbs it and you almost don't even taste the difference. Those jackfruit tacos I did last week, those were one of the biggest sellers of last week. Mm. So put jackfruit on my list. Mm-hmm. And it will when it comes to the things that smell, I always say a lot of, a lot of times people shy away from it, but there's always I don't know, it just seems like if it smells, there's probably a good chance it tastes good. I mean, take fish. Fish doesn't smell great. Right. And you heat it up and there you go. I always joke about it, and it's it's completely true. And Peter, don't cancel me or whatever. But <laughs> once I get enough money, <laughs> I'm. It's my only real goal is to go get a flamingo, <laughs> <laughs> and I am going to. I'm gonna. I've got. I gotta find someone that, to prepare it for me. Oh and, my goodness! And that's that's. I gotta have that. Like uh, I want a flamingo. I gotta have it fried. I gotta have it baked, and I gotta have it grilled. I gotta. It just looks like it's gonna taste amazing. Like it just. It's pink. It's smelly. It eats shrimp all day. It's. It's. It just. It needs to be in a dish. I don't know why we don't have it legally already. That's but you know. True. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta, that's on my bucket list, eating a flamingo. Wow. I mean, look, <laughs> look, Peter, don't cancel me either, but now I'm intrigued. Um, See, like, like I mean, why, why is it, why is it off limits? It's just like some health thing. It's, it's not right. like a I, I don't know freaking rat or something. Like so taboo, but I think it's just like nobody, I don't, I've never heard anybody say that. And, but I mean, they had to have thought that about everything that we eat now you know what i mean so like yeah. even like ducks i love duck i love it like absolutely love it it's but very rich <laughs> it is <laughs> but i started another thing i started doing right mm-hmm. so um i do one of the dishes that i do that's really popular is a um country fried chicken okay so like chicken fried steak but it's chicken and it, there's a jalapeno gravy and, you know, usually some asparagus and like sweet potato, a sweet potato puree, um, you know, something along that nature. But when I'm frying the chicken, I fry it in duck fat. Mm. When I tell okay. you, like it, when I tell you, I, somebody told me about that. I can't remember who it was. But somebody told me about that, and I said, okay, I'm going to go get some today. And I did, and I fried some chicken in it, and oh my goodness, when I tell you, it enhances the flavor of the chicken, like, of the, you know, of the coating. But it was just like, it was a different kind of taste, you know, and it was like, I mean, to some people, this might be taboo, but this is actually amazing. Um, Also, lamb, I fell in love with lamb chops. And, uh, I've yet to have lamb. I, I, oh I gotta get goodness. that. Let me make you some lamb chop tacos. There, you gonna put them in a taco? Oh and, snap! <laughs> <laughs> Let me make you some lamb chop tacos. I did those one week, and everybody went nuts. And when I tell lamb you it's tacos. worth it, 
I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the um the pictures. Um, I did chicken, shrimp, and a uh, lamb chop, and you could get either of those, you know, in a taco. And then I made three different sauces that you could pair with it as well. So uh, one was like a Hawaiian teriyaki barbecue. Uh, the other one was um mango a mango habanero and um another one was uh, like a chipotle Mm. and when i tell you they were fire oh my goodness (laughs) so essentially what this episode is doing to me is (laughs) you know how when you have an eight and you got the food channel on yeah (laughs) and then you just start looking around like damn all i got is ramen i mean i can make some eggs um you know you know what i mean it's like so after this i mean immediately (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to eat. Like it's it's this. I'm just sitting here imagining. And I was like, it's. Have you you've watched the anime? And when they do anime, oh when they do goodness. the food, they always make it just look like it's this un this just this godly. Yes. Ah, uh, it's ambrosia. It that's what it is. They make it look like ambrosia. I want yeah. ambrosia to look like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I told and everybody. I, I have like, seen. I want my ramen to come out looking like it came straight out of an anime. Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) I I want the food to actually look like that. That's actually that's the crazy part about fine dining, though, because Mm -hmm. when you actually go and experience that, it's um it's a whole nother level. Like it's kids need to go on a fine dining field trip so they can Mm -hmm. understand what's out there. Yes, it's not Red Lobster. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. What's what's Red Lobster? uh, Upgraded Red Lobster. Um. Um, I'm trying to just think like there's there are restaurants that you would go to maybe after graduation. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the restaurants where you have to book, you have to book, you have to wear um a suit or a tie, or you have to come in just you 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 know what I mean. You gotta yeah. look like you're supposed to be going somewhere nice. It's right. <laughs> it's, right. it's an experience that people need. I really wish there was a way to give that to people. Like you just throw out a free Hey, go experience fine dining. You know, it's that's 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 another thing that's needed. I got to figure out how to incorporate that into the hood. <laughs> well, see, it's funny that you say that because um, one project that I'm working on right now is um, getting a group of um, young black girls together and hosting like a upscale brunch, mm. and. Um, you know, having a couple of speakers there to, you know, basically just kind of uplift. Cause, um, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. It's, it's not just about exclusivity, but you know, when it comes to, when I say my community, I do have to focus on the people that look like me, the people who have experienced the things that I've experienced. And, um, growing up, it's like, you know, we had girls club and stuff like that, but we, I never saw anything just for like black children. Um, so, you know, I think, um, I'm, I'm grateful that even, you know, with my upbringing, which wasn't, you know, too crazy, but I know that there's a lot of things that I miss and I was fortunate enough to still be real, well-rounded and still be, you know, able to experience a lot of things that, um, some of my peers haven't, but if we can start early, you know, showing luxury you know showing like you don't have to settle for burgers and fries you know um yeah it looks right you know it looks weird but this is what you can have you know this is what you can do um 
And so um, that's something that I'm working on right now. Um, and if I can find um, an organization that'll do the same, um, uh, like that has kind of the same thing for, you know, uh, like little black boys or um, like adolescent black boys, especially, um, just to kind of focus in on those age groups. Um, because like, you know, the young adults, the children, like we have to, we have to pour into them as much as possible. Um, yeah. They need and, to know the that time. the world is out there. Exactly. They, they, that's so I think I've told you my views on it, which is what it sounds like the way that it goes, because that's, I'll just, I'll, my views on, you know, showing our people more things and allowing them to see what the world really is out there. My, what, what I, what I like to tell people is like, I love that. And I just want them to also to remember to don't forget about integration. It's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy kind of thing. And I'm, I'm the reason I'm kind of pandering around it, not pandering or beating around the bush. Cause I'm trying to form exactly what I'm mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. and without, cause basically it's like this, cause just straight to the point and no fuck, um, no beating around the bush. I don't like when I hear some of my, my, well, yeah, my brothers and sisters say, Hey, we're going to keep it black and only black. I mm-hmm. don't think that's the way it's, it's what it's about is building up our st- people, letting them see that there's more out there. And I think that right there is the key to remind them that integration and that it, that's what it's for. It's so right. we can build up our own and then also know that there's a world out there too, not just right. keeping us all in one place. So I, I'm, I'm all on board for it. I love it. Absolutely. I want a ramen shop in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we look. The hood can't even get a a, a Chick Fil A. You know. So it's like if no, nah, we I got can... one. But then the whole the whole neighborhood is there. And the I'm sorry for cutting you off. But mm-hmm. in Oak Cliff, <laughs> in Oak Cliff on on Wheatland, there's a Chick Fil A. Right across from Chick Fil A is a a Canes. Then right on the side of that oh, wow. is a Golden Chick. And the worst part about all this, though, is all they have is just chicken joints over there. We don't even have a Whole Foods. You have to drive to Cedar <laughs> Hill to get a Whole Foods. Like, we should have a Whole Foods right there in the hood. If oh, it's yeah. there, trust me, I'm pretty sure we will go to it. Like, it's just, it always bothers me that that's what we did with the community. We just gave ourselves more chicken joints. That's my rant. My bad. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> but no, like, I feel you. And I was saying that, you know, when I say we, because, you know, like, I'm from Pleasant Grove. Pleasant mm. Grove doesn't have any of that. We have, we do have um, a golden chick or two, but they're pretty spread out. But like, as far as you know, I mean, of course, all we have really is that Walmart. And I mean, not saying that you know Walmart doesn't have some things in there that might be healthy, but a lot of my shopping comes from it's between Kroger, Whole Foods, and Sprouts and mm. uh, Central Market, um, because the the ingredients that I use like are very intricate because every single piece of something is going to create this, the bigger something. And yeah. it's like, if my, if my produce isn't fresh or if I'm missing like an ingredient that like maybe, you know, my peers haven't heard of, but I know it's going to set it off. I have to have it, you know, um, I, <laughs> I have to have, um, I have to keep a stock 
of the truffle oil. You know, like that is something that I have to have all the time. Um, and just little stuff like that. And like you said, I know that if we actually had those things, um, if we were exposed to those things, then we, you know what I mean? It's like when you know better, you do better. But yeah. um, we, we've never had those things. And that's what I want to introduce to the communities that have never seen it. The communities that have only seen fine dining once they get to downtown and maybe uptown and all these places that they're normally not in. Um, But it's like, I want to make sure that they know that like we can have these things. And, um, and I totally agree with you when um, you were saying like, you know, we have to, we have to open it up. Um, And, you know, like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't want to just say, that I'm doing this like exclusively for black girls, exclusively for black boys. But I do have to, I feel like it is my duty, you know, being an African, African-American woman um, to focus on like my babies, you know what I mean? Like yeah. to focus on my community and rebuilding that because I mean, we, it's, I mean, unfortunately we are disadvantaged um, to a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we're just not exposed to. And, um, and that is definitely something that, you know, I want to focus in on, not to say that everybody, like when I have my, um, my art therapy classes, you could be purple, you could be blue, you could be polka dotted. I don't care what you look (laughs) like. Come in there and get your healing and paint something with me. But when it comes down to it, like my community, I have to, you know, like, I feel like it's my duty to To expand the culture. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, that, and that's, it's the crazy part about it. It's this, it's this, if you go to it, it's kind of the same thing when it comes to when you say, I'm um, saying Black Lives Matter and the whole argument, the, the thing that makes people just go crazy, the, oh no, all lives matter. Like, it's just the, like, yes, we understand that, but there's a reason why we're saying this. Exactly. And it's expanding the culture. Like, you, you, that's what it's for because. I know what how it's been. I mean, I've had friends who have, yeah, some of them to this date haven't been to a far off country, um, or no, well, yeah, on one note, haven't left the mainland, or just haven't just went to the country to see some actual stars. You know, it's just we need we need to be able to expand the minds so mm-hmm. they can know how to build. I'm kind of going on like a little random tangent, but it's just, you get me. And, and that's, that's just, that's, that's what it's about. I I like it. I'm all, I'm all for keeping the fire going and letting people grow. That's, that's, that's what I'm about. And Mm -hmm. I like that. That's what's up. It definitely, um, and definitely growth is like, is really just, that's the end goal right there. Um, growth and expansion of the mind, um, you know, how we, how we treat each other, how we are towards one another, um, how we treat, you know, the, the earth that we live on, um, you know, how we treat our bodies. Like there has to be growth in all of these aspects, mentally, emotionally. Um, because I feel like a lot of times our growth is stunted, um, but it's not something that has to be permanent, you know, but a lot of times we get stuck in this mindset that oh it hasn't worked I can't or you know oh well that person it didn't work for that person either or like I mean and it's stuff that we 
deal with because we're human. Like yeah. this whole process has not been a walk in the park. Um, all everything that I do, I do. You know, I don't have a team, so you know when I'm when I'm cooking, it's just me in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, when I'm you know getting ready to for an event, you know I'm preparing everything. Um, <laughs> you know, and so how do you manage all that? Like, dang, you know, I'm, I'm so, 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 so grateful, uh, because it is a lot of work and I've been able to do it up to this point. I am believing that my team is assembling somewhere out there. Um, and we are about to find each other and I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm like excited that. for that because I Law do of attraction, it. man. Uh, hello hello uh, that's, that's no but for real that's very important uh people talk about manifesting and stuff and every that's like the new thing but seriously there's nothing in this world on this earth that we can't have and so um you know but yeah like it's it's been a lot um as far as the process of you know yeah i have the talent yeah i have the gift but now I have to learn the business. Yeah. You know, um, I was I was upset yesterday because I had to um I had to actually like lay down some boundaries and like kind of some rules for my clientele because it's like, you know, at the same time that I want to be there for my community, we have to understand that like business is just that. And if we're yeah. willing to put our money into all these big corporations that honestly really don't care too much about us. You know, when you have people that are here, you know, and and want to see all of us do well, want to see all of us win, um, you know, we have to be mindful of that. And um, I don't know. I, I think, like I said, I think we get kind of caught up in these mentalities that are um, self-destructive in a bit, in a, in a yeah. way. And, you know we we do it with ourselves first and then we project it onto the people around us but it's like if we can create a culture where it's like it's okay to uplift your your neighbor it's okay to uplift your brother it's okay to invest in this small business even though like i'm home based i don't have my building yet it's coming but until i have my building it's okay to you know it's okay to to be there for the person that's working out of their home but yeah. Cause you know you that they're, start somewhere. they're yeah you know what i mean like um i, I want to push for more visionaries and there's a lot of visionaries out there but they don't say anything because they don't think that they can but it's like we have to create a culture where it's okay for people to be different and it's okay to people to say you know what they're thinking it's okay to to think differently than the next person because that's how we get you know inventions that's how yeah. we get technology. That's how we get a better way of life. So, yeah. How would you, how would you, how would you implement that? Because well, I say this, I ask this question, but you're already, I already can find the answer to it by saying, hey, you're doing it with food. People need to eat. If you're expanding their minds on different foods that come from other places in some form or fashion, that is a avenue to do that. It's a perfect avenue. Every single person on this planet, I don't care if you're intermittent fasting, keto dieting, or whatever, you gotta eat eventually. Right. So, yeah, it's I, I don't even I don't even have to ask the question, <laughs> but I'm gonna ask it anyway just to see what the hell you got in your mind on it. For but 
how would you how would you go about expanding oh, shit I forgot the question I got into a tangent forgot the question please tell me you were following me so you can <laughs> <laughs> um so from from what I'm understanding and I think once I say this it might come back to you but from okay. what I'm understanding you're basically asking how um how I'm expanding like that mentality of um I, yeah, I don't okay. know maybe Maybe if I don't, but is it like of like togetherness or like bringing people closer or like what I think that's being the- okay with basically being different? Because one of the mm-hmm. things that I remember from just being a black kid growing up, one of the problems was if you're black and you just so happen to like something out of the norm, then you become this this like legendary holographic Pokemon card or something. Right. That's, that in itself <laughs> explains what I mean. Like being a black guy saying that you're like, okay, you, you one of them. So, you know, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's how, how would you expand uniqueness, but we're the same. Yes. What are you, what is your thoughts on that? I love that uniqueness. Um, I was, believe it or not <laughs> i was um i was a weirdo black girl growing up um a lot of people didn't and honestly still don't really get me i'm i'm kind of quirky you know but i think um i've been able to see different sides of the spectrum so um yeah so it's, <laughs> so it's like you know it's uh i kind of become a chameleon because I know I like I know if I go anywhere, no matter where I go, I can talk to people. I can communicate. So if I'm able to do that with my words, I can do the same thing with my food because, you know, I, I'll be able to, you know, maybe like open up a dialogue about, you know, well, what did you think about this? Like, how did like what did it taste like to somebody who has never tasted like, um, for example, uh, one of my customers uh, challenged me to do a salmon Wellington uh, dinner and salmon Wellington. Yes. And it was my first time ever doing it. And I was scared as crap because I was <laughs> like, I did not want to mess this. up. <laughs> but um, when I posted it, cause it came out great and I was really happy about it. Um, and when I posted it, I got so many questions. I got a lot of people and, and, you know, people of color that were like, hey, so like, what is, what is Wellington mean? Like, you know, what exactly did you do with it? Like, what happens on the inside of the pastry? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and it's like, of course, like before I did it, I heard of a beef Wellington, but never a salmon Wellington. And I never knew what a beef Wellington really was. So, what is a Wellington? Tell me. So basically it's whatever cut of meat um, inside of a, a pastry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, like with the with the salmon Wellington, because you know salmon is fish; it's not it's not beef, so it's gonna cook a different way. Yeah. So, um, I basically just kind of seared it on both sides, and then you lay it inside of the pastry, and then you kind of like um, I know one technique you can actually braid, like you know, cut slits on the side and braid it, you know, as like kind of That's a decorative cool. thing. Um, I did mine more of like, kind of like a crisscross overlapping thing. Um, so it was, it was really pretty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, it, you know, it, it opens up a dialogue basically. 
um, especially with people who don't know what something is. Or um, I know I I have fed uh, one of my friends some vegan mac and cheese. And so while they were eating, I was like, so how do you like it? He was like, oh, this is so good. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, so like the flavors are good and everything. He was like, yeah, it's good. I said, so you know that's vegan, right? He's like, are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> and I, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, I mean, I love, I love the, um, the excitement because well, people I'm just glad it. that it didn't turn into like, what am I eating? Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, cool. What? Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do that because it's like I don't. I'm not gonna say anything at first. I'm a. I'm a watch how you eat it first, and then I'll know like oh, this might not go well. Or okay, when I to send you a text. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be mad at me. <laughs> well, while we're on this random note, what is a food that normally a person wouldn't eat yeah look looking at just all these different animals because as, as you see i'm mr flamingo mm-hmm. uh, eater. is there is there a is there an animal you would try that's out of the norm um out of the norm out of the norm let's see you know Honestly, I can't. I can't really say. I'm trying to think of something that I wouldn't mind tearing into, but it's not. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> but it's not a lot of things I can think of because I mean, I've tasted some pretty not bizarre foods, the stuff that you don't come by often. Yeah. Um, like I had some quail wings once. Those were pretty. I haven't had quail. I have not oh had quail. Oh my goodness. The only the only downside to quail is it's such a small bird. Mm-hmm. You're you're not gonna get a lot of wing. There's <laughs> not a lot of wing going on. But, but it's still fly though. There, oh, okay, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lot which, of wing, but it's still fly. Okay. I guess off the random list, which if you're going to the right place, if you're in Louisiana. You're probably going to eat this, so you're going to have it before. But um, have you had octopus? Yes, I have. Um, okay. So I actually, and I didn't, I, I still have to look this up for myself, but I was told that octopus and squid and all that are considered shellfish. Okay. So I. I don't, I, I can't vouch for it, so we're just going to say it's shellfish today. Right. I, don't, I don't really care. Right. It, yeah, it is what it is. Okay, sure. But but when I was working at 560, um, you know, it was because I'm so sad that they're closing. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that broke my heart. <laughs> but um, it was an Asian fusion restaurant. So okay. that was my first time. I, I mean, when I tell you like a lot of first time uh, run-ins with food I had there, which I think is why I loved it so much. But that was the first time I had octopus. That was the first time I had calamari. That mm. was um, that was the first time that I really, really had sushi. Um, and you know we had like a world renowned chef, Chef Fuji. Shout out to Chef Fuji. Um, <laughs> and 
you know, he was, you know, the sushi chef, but he also did, um, they also, you know, did the cuts for the calamari and the octopus and stuff. And I can't eat it, unfortunately. Um, I have a shellfish allergy that because, oh, man. yeah, because I worked there though, they cooked everything pretty much in the same oil, unless somebody said they had a food allergy and me, I didn't think to even tell them that I had a shellfish allergy. So I was eating fried foods that were made uh, that, you know, had seafood sitting in it at one oh, point. Damn. So, um, but I, but because of that, I built up a tolerance. Oh, so, really now? At, yeah. So like at one point in my life, I couldn't eat a whole lot of shrimp without having problems and possibly going to the hospital. But I can eat shrimp all day long now. Um, but okay. when it comes to octopus and calamari, I don't know what it is about those two, but I can't because it is instantly a problem. So um, <laughs> what what happens when when what happens when you react to that? Um. So you know, I was saying that I have asthma. So you know, my throat closes. Um. Mm. Usually, if there's any kind of juice, my lips will swell. Um. And like, it's not cardiac arrest, not that, but I experience the same symptoms I would if I was having an asthma attack. So yeah, so it gets it gets pretty crazy. So I stay away from that. <laughs> I can relate, but my asthma has never been that bad. Like I just, I'm gonna knock on wood, of course, because mm-hmm. I mean, I've never, I've never had, I've never had that that problem before. I remember there was a kid growing up who would always have asthma attacks, and then an ambulance would have to come pick him up. And I am, that is, that is, that's crazy, man. I just, that is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's been crazy living with it in my adult years because you know you always hear people like, "Oh, I grew out of mine," and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." But <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's fascinating that you built up a tolerance through eating, you know, the same oil or you know in little in little increments. I think that's amazing. People always tell me though, you know, with the way with allergies, you want to be careful. Because mm-hmm. it could just randomly come and get you at any time. You never mm-hmm. know. But the fact that you've already been a witness and experienced it, you knew once before you couldn't eat shrimp. And then after eating the things in that oil, I think that's just, that's crazy how the human it, body it, works it, like that. Right. And, and it was amazing to me, too, because I didn't think to ask them about the oil until, like, probably, like, the end part of me working there. And I don't even remember what the conversation was. It was like, yeah, we, you know what? I don't even think I asked for me. I think we asked for a customer. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah, we do everything in the same oil unless they have an allergy. I said, y'all do? Are you sure? (laughs) 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 sure? And I was like, okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. Because by that time, I had started eating more shrimp. And, like, I was kind of experimenting to see, like, how far I could go. Um, but you know, it was like, okay, that makes more sense as to why I'm not having the kind of reactions that I normally would. But like, for instance, um, I can't eat gumbo. Oh man, that's sad. That is very it's sad to hear. Very sad. Um, there is another chef that, um, and, and shout out to all the chefs out there, especially within my network that, you know, show love to me. Because, you know, a lot of people have been in this a lot longer than I have. Um, And so I look up to a lot of people. um, 
and and you know and they and they pour into me too and I appreciate that because some people some people don't want to share you know some people don't want to share their gifts and I can understand why but like I appreciate yeah. the people who still pour into me but uh, when I did um when I did my lamb chops for the first time and I did a tasting I did tasting plates of that the first time I did it and mm. I had um one chef that came to pick up a plate from me and he like sat there <laughs> and like ate everything like right there and, and like the That's... whole time he's like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh this is so good like and I was, <laughs> I, was, I was feeling so good about myself um but he brought me um he makes this like bomb this super bomb rotel mm-hmm. and he also does like this amazing gumbo and I know it's amazing because I tried to eat it <laughs> I tried to eat it but it was a no-go for me. So um, I had to just prepare it um, for a couple of friends. And even they were like, oh, yeah, like, this is it. But That's a sad story, man. It is. It was. <laughs> I was very upset. And I um, I think I took, like, maybe two bites of it. And it was without having any piece of shellfish. All I ate was, like, a piece of sausage and something else. Or maybe a piece of sausage and a piece of shrimp. But, like, instantly I started... I, my throat started itching. I could feel it starting to close a little bit. Um, my lips started to swell, and I was like, "No, let me put this down now." So is it? Is it? Because I mean, this is Mister. I've only cooked probably maybe a good twelve times in my life. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. But what's what's in the what's in the brew? Because I mean, going off of what you're allergic to, is the broth made from shellfish or some kind? Um. So I don't really know the full process of a gumbo because that's one of the things. But since because I couldn't eat it, I never mm-hmm. really fully learned the process because it is definitely a process. That roux is not something that just happens. I know that <laughs> for a fact. So um, it's definitely something in the roux um, that does not agree with my with my allergy. Um, and I know that because... You know, I had the same reaction with his. And then I have um, family in Houston. My aunt made a gumbo one day <laughs> when we were visiting. And um, I was sitting there eating it. And I was really trying to, like, stomach it. But I think I had, like, maybe maybe four bites of it. And I took it back to her. And she looked at me because, like, I was kind of red in the face and my lip was starting to swell up. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, so I have a shellfish allergy. She's like, why would you tell me? I'm like, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I just really I wanted to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth the death. Right. <laughs> so you're not going to New Orleans right about now? No, <laughs> not anytime soon. But I love New Orleans. I love New Orleans food. I love Creole food. Um, I tried Gator for the first time. Gator's amazing. Love Gator. <laughs> I, I'm upset. I was upset because I got it from the fair, but wrong I place ca- to get gator. Hello, <laughs> because I called it. I called them the uh, the rump nuggets. I got the rump nuggets of the gator, like, and it was chewy and it wasn't it wasn't what it was supposed to be. So that's on my bucket list to go get some really good gator. So if you really want some good gator, um, and I'm not trying to not that, but Razoo's, they do it right. <laughs> they do it right. 
Razoos does a good gator. And I, I'm looking for another place because there was a guy before all the crap went happening. I remember we were in Dallas one night. We was at the um, some art exhibit or some yeah some art show, and there was a gent there, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I just opened up this Cajun restaurant based out of we're based out of New Orleans, and we got this place." And then the world did its thing. It was like, "Oh, hit a dance move, fall, and break his break his leg." <laughs> and um, pretty much, I've been wanting to go there. I need to I need to go I need to put that on our list to go see if that still survived the freaking COVID, but. Um, I have a, another question for you, which is kind of interesting, at least at least to me. Uh, cook versus chef. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? What? I guess what determines that? Yeah, yeah. What makes you a cook versus what makes you a chef? That's a very, very, very good question. Should we consult the dictionary? <laughs> I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> but I also want to hear where your thoughts are, or like just from the jump. <laughs> so, just, so just me personally, just me personally, I think a chef, a chef is going to be more into like the expertise of things. Um, mm. It's definitely focusing more on the intricate part of cooking, not just cooking itself. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we can like a lot of us can cook different things, but it's like when you get into um sauces like um you know deconstructed what whatever such and such and um like sauce reductions and you know like all of the okay yeah <laughs> yeah all of the more intricate things that come with that um i think that's what a chef is um because a chef has to do a lot more research a chef has to um have like a certain kind of expertise um you know that backs it that backs what they're doing um, and I mean, and education definitely, I think plays a part in that as well. Um, and I never, I never went to culinary school. Um, and so that's what I was saying earlier, you know, even though I know I have the gift in the kitchen mm-hmm. because I mean, but it, it all comes down to creativity. It yeah. all comes down to what can you do? Like, yeah, I can cook a salmon, but what can I do to like really vamp, like revamp that salmon? You know what I mean? How can I pair that salmon with something else and make a whole dish out of it? And then on top of that, you know, it, there comes the plating, um, plating and presentation. It's nothing to, you know, make some, um, it's nothing to make like, you know, to stuff some salmon, right? I made a yeah. crab stuffed salmon um, for a couple of my customers this, like, so far this week. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But how can you plate that? How can you like creatively display that? How can you put these things together that like really you could just lay it on the plate, but how can you like really like make it a show? How can you give it its own little highlight, you know? Make it visually appealing. Tell tell me about plating. What what would be a good uh, I keep asking what would be a good basic because I know me. If I make something, I'm just gonna probably center it in the plate. Mm-hmm. be about it um, <laughs> <laughs> or or um, when I go to games grill I will play Tetris and see how much I can stack without it falling basically <laughs> I'm a guy so I'm probably not going to give too much S words about it but on for yeah what would be a good tell me how you would play how how do how would you play 
so um once I'll give you one thing that um an actual chef that I know, shout out to Chef D Woods. Um he told me like when I was first um using or uh cooking the lamb chops. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, my first time ever. I really I think I had lamb like once a long time ago, but I never cooked it, never really like had it, had it, you know. And so when I was telling him I was doing it, he was like, always make sure you build your plate upwards. So um, that was one thing that always stuck with me. And like, even with the stuffed salmon that I did yesterday, um, I mean, it makes all the difference. Um, Basically, like the salmon was over a plate of garlic noodles. um, And I made um, like a italian cream sauce to go over the noodles and then set the salmon on top of the noodles and basically kind of for you know lack of better terms uh kind of teepeed the um asparagus over like on both sides of the salmon so it basically comes up and crosses um same Hmm. thing with um with lamb chops you know you have the bone that sticks out you cross those and you build your plate to go upward. Um, also, when it comes to like, um, when it comes to like dressing the plate with other foods or like garnishes, um, mm-hmm. I would really, I like to dive into, you know, different garnishes. I started to actually buy um, different herbs, like whole. Um, I never, like, I used to always only use like rosemary out of like, you know, out of a shaker, but when you're using that rosemary and you can use that rosemary and it's beautiful to me to use the same rosemary that you use to cook the dish and you can use that to drape over what you're doing as well. Um, because I've always liked when they do that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and it makes all the difference. It really does. Um, and also, 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 this is something that, like, this is, when I say basics, this is basics, basics. You always want color on your plate. Always. Mm. You always want color on your plate. If I'm doing, um, if I'm doing something that is, you know, like, if I'm doing a cut of meat, you know, usually that's going to be, like, brown. Um then I also want to find other colors that are going to complement that meat, that are going to help it stand out. So, like, I love using sweet potato, um, whether it be a puree or sometimes I just chop it and, um, like, somewhat caramelize it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, the way that it looks, like, on the side of, like, some broccoli or asparagus, like, it's a balanced plate. It's a beautiful plate. And so you definitely want to incorporate other colors in, um, but you want it to be balanced so it doesn't look like stuff is all over the place, you know? So um, I love that you basically have taken your art back when you, well, you still paint, but you've basically <laughs> taken your, 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 ah, you've taken your art and you've made it 3D art and you made it where humans can consume it and it can be a part of them. I love it. I love it. It is, it is, it's amazing. I'm proud of you. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I, I did have one. It's not far fetched, but we would started talking about herbs, and I wanted to know if you ever considered 
Well, whenever they make it legal in Texas, you hear this, you gotta make it legal, you freaking you freaking dips. Anyway, but um but Look, I already know you, where you're going. Yeah, yeah. I already know where you're going. Have you considered to open up the other the other side? Like once you got the chain going, now you got now you got mahogany made marijuana infusion. <laughs> Absolutely I would. Absolutely. Um so one thing I've been doing um, also is I travel, mm-hmm. and as I travel, I cook where I, I go. Okay. Um, and so I actually just got back from Colorado. I want to say it's been about like a month and some change now since I've been back. But while I was there, um, I experienced experimented with some infused foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's great. Um, and I also uh, did an infused brunch once. Um, okay, infused, that's cool. Yeah, infused. It was like chicken and waffles. Um, and I mean, I mean. <laughs> but the I, only I would thing wonder if you would probably do like, that in that. Would you put it in the, because someone, well, one of my homies, <laughs> um, they would infuse it in the, either the butter or like something in the fat. But what would what would you what would you would you put that in the syrup? I guess. No, so um, and and I mean I'm pretty sure you could, um, but that's not what I did. Um, I actually used it um in the oil that I used to cook the chicken to fry the chicken. Mm. Um, and then also um, it was in the butter for the waffles themselves. And the only thing about that is, when I tell you, it creeps up on you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> it creeps up on you something serious and we were not ready um and it's like but the food was so good we ate it you know everybody ate their plate but it was like afterwards everybody's like okay <laughs> all right you know so it's like i know i know the feeling <laughs> mm-hmm. and so i think with that it's definitely something that i would want to dive into as soon as texas stops being like Texas and just you know gets with the program um but I still want people to have energy you know what I'm saying so then you then you want to look into like different strands and like how does this strand make people feel normally and you know what like how are people going to feel after they have this so how can I pair this with this to where they're going to eat afterwards and they're going to feel it but they're still going to want to get up and dance you know what I'm saying so um I mean it's it's cool because it's intricate and like the research that goes behind it is intricate. But I mean, once you get it down and it's literally like a science, like people think that food is just food and, you know, like people don't realize number one, how, how long the processes can take to create, especially when you care about what you're giving people, you know, like I can't just slap a plate together. Um, like I, every plate that I do, like you feel me in it, um, you feel the love in it, and that's what I want. And so, um, you have to pay attention to what you're doing and what you're giving people, um, which is why I welcome feedback, um, and why, of course, like I, you know, as I'm cooking and as you always should, I taste my food, but I, I welcome feedback because my palate isn't the same as everyone else's, yeah. and so. You know, especially when people are being introduced to different kinds of things. I like because I know like last week people were ordering, you know, vegan options that aren't vegan. And so, you know, to How do you do that? <laughs> right, okay. Um, 
I had a lot of people that were, um, especially like I said, the jackfruit tacos, just based off of how it looked, they were like, okay, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to try it. And to get the feedback from, you know, my customers afterwards are like, hey, that's it. You know, because I don't have a formal menu. Pretty much every time I cook something almost, um, it's something different. Um, Mm. It's very rare that I do the same thing every time. Or at least like once a week, I'll introduce like a new way of doing something. Like um, the stuffed salmon. Um, I've done stuff like I did a deconstructed stuffed salmon once. And um, so like deconstructed basically just means, you know, I'm, you know, you might know, but just, you know. No, I don't. I'm, I'm just being quiet so you can tell okay. me. <laughs> so a deconstruct, when, it, when you say deconstructed, it's basically like you still using all the components of that item, but you're, you're giving all of them their own little show. Like okay. little sidebar. So like, um, for instance, when I had the stuff, when I did the stuffed salmon, you stuff it with, um, like originally I would stuff it with like mushroom, um, shrimp, um, and make a cream sauce. And so what I did instead was there's like a fillet of, you know, of the fish, um, mm-hmm. of the salmon. And then there was a, um, like the sauce had the shrimp in it with, um, with the mushrooms and spinach. And basically the salmon sat on top of that mixture. Um, yeah. And then like the sauce is poured like over the whole plate. So like, Ah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I mean, it's just been. I I mean, I, I I have to say I'm overwhelmed by how much I love it. Um, it gets hard, you know. I have my days when it's like, you know, things don't go the way that I want them to, especially on the business aspect. It's not booming all the time, but even when it's not, just like if I'm having a day where I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling what's happening that day. I'm not, I'm not okay. You know, me, myself, sometimes I get down and I mean, what cooking does for me is something so therapeutic, but it caught Mm. me by surprise. Um, It wasn't, you know, I've been cooking, like I said, since I was younger, but I never knew how much I would love it and how much it would help me um, just kind of get through the day, honestly. So, I mean, even when it's work, it never really feels like work. That's yeah. That's what you, that's what you want. I think it's beautiful. I love that you're passionate about it. I have to go eat something now. Um, <laughs> it's uh, but you're not getting away with trying to see if you still want to be passionate about singing. So before <laughs> we head off, you you gotta you gotta um sing something. It's a, yeah. Do it for us. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, let's see. See, you know, this is hard for singers because we have a like this crazy like jukebox in our heads full of songs, millions of songs. I know, but that's what you just say. <laughs> I'm gonna stop on this one and I'm gonna just go. Okay. 
Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up this morning with a smile on my face. Jumped out of bed, took a shower, dressed, and cleaned up my place. Made me some breakfast, toast, and two scrambled eggs. Grits, grab my keys, grab my purse, grab my jacket off to work. Beaming all the way down third. Is it the way you love me, baby? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the bot. And I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. Um. Yeah. That this is this Woo! has been amazing. I have enjoyed this conversation so much, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the bot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, this was awesome.